614 on a Tuesday. It's currently 48 degrees downtown Duluth at the Mix Waterway Studios. And lots of people excited about this news. Niall Horan is coming to Minnesota, hitting in the road world tour. Yeah, let's uh, enjoy a little bit while, we, while we're talking about it. So he's been busy lately. He's got a new album coming out here beginning of June. And, uh, of course, been on The Voice. Yep. And he's going to be hitting the road. Now, the tour doesn't start until next year. So he's got a little time to let the dust settle and all the stuff he has going on right now. But uh, the tour is indeed making a stop in Minnesota. He's going to start things off in his home territory. He's doing a couple shows in Ireland, actually. And then going to be eventually making his way to the United States. First U.S. show is going to be in Florida in May of 2024. He's coming to Minnesota July 7th. 2024. Excel Energy Center is where the show is going to be. And uh, t- got a whole nother year to wait for him. I, well, this is a big show. So he's only making a couple of stops in the upper Midwest. Okay. He's going to be in Minnesota. He's going to be in Illinois and he's going to be in Michigan. So it's one of those deals where it gets your tickets early because there's probably going to be a pretty high demand for this tour. And uh, so, yes, it is a year you're going to have to wait, but the tickets do go on sale next week so there's a pre-sale you know the credit card companies do those pre-sales um that's happening tuesday next tuesday the 30th but then they go on sale there's a separate pre-sale uh june 1st something through his tiktok account apparently there's some sort of tiktok pre-sale so if you follow him okay be able to get an early access to tickets uh then the tickets go on sale to the general public next friday june 2nd uh 10 a.m local time have you listened to his heartbreak weather album He's got some great music, dude. It's like, it's a straight up banger. Like every song on that album is just wonderful. Well, and so what's funny is there's a lot of people that I know that, that are like, oh yeah, One Direction, that's cute. Like they, they think of each of these guys as the boy banders they once were. No, no, no. They, they've, uh, they've grown up, I guess is a good Mm -hmm. way to put it. Um, Mm -hmm. And they've all got, you know, their own distinctive style of what they're doing now. And, uh, um, yeah, so it should be a fun tour. And the new album, like I said, coming out here very soon, beginning of June. And so little steps for fans to be able to work your way toward the tour stop, which okay. is coming to uh, Minnesota next summer. So I know it's a, it's a, it's a year to wait. Uh, well, he had that big tour during COVID. And uh, yeah. he did a special thing where he couldn't, like, go out and see people. So he did, like, a special, like, recording performance thing. It was, like, live in your, like, own living room. And it was actually really cool. Sure. Yeah, well, and a lot of musicians got very creative during that time because they wanted to do stuff with and for their fans, but there wasn't a lot of options. Well, and he was supposed to be on tour with his BFF, Louis Capaldi. It was going to be right. amazing. Yeah. Did you have tickets for it? No, my best friend did. Oh. Uh, so she came over and we watched her in my living room. Oh, well, that's nice. Had a fun night. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So we've got some links and details about getting tickets and things. If you want to see the show for yourself, all in the Mix Mobile app at mixitoy.com. But he's coming to Minnesota now, hey. Horan. Year from July, so Ooh. there's a little time to wait. But uh, It'll something be a can, gift for myself. There you go. Put it in the calendar. Look forward to. Uh, it is a Tuesday morning, which means story time with Ian's mom happens Ian's next mom. hour. Look forward to that. Plus, more chances to win flow ride of tickets. If you've entered your name, be looking for us to call your name out. If we do so, call in and claim your tickets. Starting around seven twenty this morning, you're mixing away. Wait. 634 and 50 degrees downtown Duluth at the Mix Waterway Studios. Looking for a high today into the 70s, maybe even 80s across oh, the Northland this, this uh, Tuesday. So, Ian, yeah. uh, whenever a food maker, restaurant chain, beverage maker makes a change, it gets people talking. Always. You know, I mean, there's been 
one, some of the most famous examples are like Pepsi and Coke doing some tweaks to their recipe years ago, or there's been a bunch of them over the years. Mm -hmm. So the latest change that has people talking online is Starbucks changing, or at least they're, they're testing changing their ice cubes. Oh no, they're changing their ice. What are we going to do? And this sounds kind of like, okay, they're changing their ice, but some people are pretty passionate about this. So they haven't made the change apparently in every story yet, but they're testing it and rolling it out with the idea that they want to try to um, improve their product and also reduce water usage because ice is, and the, the statistics on this is pretty wild. So ice is uh, for a key ingredient for their ice beverages, obviously. Yep. A lot of water there. Um, iced beverages account for 75% of the sales at wow. Starbucks. 75%. That is kind of crazy. That's a big number. That is a huge number. And so with this rollout change of a, a different type of ice, people are talking about it. Um, so what they're moving to is what they refer to as nugget ice. So have you run into this before anywhere? But so, yeah, don't, uh, isn't like the Perkins, don't they have like the nugget ice? Is that what I'm thinking of? Or is that May, a different so, kind of ice? So I'm trying to remember. It's been a little while since I've been to Perkins, but um, a common chain that uses uh, nugget ice is like Sonic. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the fluffier. It's like, like almost like ice. compacted it's snowballs. It's a little cute ice. So yeah, initial reactions. Some of some are loving it. Others are worried that it's going to lead to a quicker, more watery beverage. Oh, but it, it might faster. actually have the opposite effect. You don't think like the little 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 ice little things melt faster? So I was reading up on the science on this, and allegedly, so they say that it'll more quickly cool the beverage, but won't do a quick melt of the ice cube. Apparently. And the fact that it's not just water, because just an ice cube is just water. There might right. be a little bit of something in there, you know, air bubbles, whatever. But generally speaking, an ice cube or like what's in this cup that I have right here, it's just ice. Yeah. Water, frozen water. Whereas these uh, these nugget ice cubes actually have air. They're kind of like compacted snowflakes, basically. And so it's less dense water, which makes it crunchy to chew on. Some people love chewing on that kind of ice. Um but it also might mean a little bit less water melt in your drink. Interesting. And the reason that uh, the company says that they're looking at this change is, again, they're always analyzing ingredients, things like that. But one of the things they say is to try to cut down a little bit on water usage worldwide because there's some areas that are dealing with water challenges. I mean, we heard stories last year about how, like, Arizona, California, you know, the Southwest was dealing with, you know, all sorts of drought conditions and things like that. So they're just trying to find ways to use less water, but still provide the same type of product. Um, some of the big concerns, people are worried about the texture of their Frappuccinos or, again, how quickly the ice may melt. Right. But there are other customers that are loving it as well. One of the reasons being is that they can chew on that ice when they're done because it's fun and easy to chew on, unlike a regular ice cube that just kind of cracks. Uh, maybe I have a big mouth, but I... Chew on the regular ice cubes anyway. Sure. Well, I mean, you you can, but this step is easier to that's chew on is what it fair. comes down to. I'm okay so. with it. I don't feel like it's a crazy change. I just love how some people are just like, oh, no, they're changing my ice. Um, but it's just, it's a thing people are talking about. It doesn't really influence me. As long as it makes my drink cold and it doesn't instantly melt, I'm As long good. as the ice does its thing, yeah. it can be any size to me. Exactly. So one giant cup full of ice. That's well, it. But that's the thing is, it's not just the size. It's also the way that it's made, too. Apparently, there's a quite a bit of science right. that goes into making these types of It's not of just ice. the size. It's how you use it, Nick. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you and I don't seem to care. The other thing I've noticed, uh, Lauren will give me a hard time pretty regularly. She'll be looking through 
from one studio to the next and she'll go, your ice beverage is melting. Like she's worried about it because I don't just chug whatever I have. Like, oh, within- see, that's my issue. I'm a, I'm a chugger. Like, really? as so soon you just as got I have a cup it, of it's ice like gone. Yeah. Oh, I, I I'm a sipper. And then know. and then I suck on the ice. Well, there so you I go. I still get the flavor. So, look at you. Mm-hmm. Then you have kind of a, uh, you know, a a, a makeshift frappuccino or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but see, but that's why I don't drink iced coffee on air because I want the ice and then, yeah, exactly. And then I, I mess up on my timing and then I got ice in my mouth and I don't want to spit it back in my cup. And then I just sit here awkwardly, silently thinking like, well, there's nothing I can do. Well, so, you got to work on your timing apparently. So I save my iced coffee for after the show. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I sip on a beverage and sometimes the ice is gone by the time I finish it. Weird. I know I'm weird. The company says, by the way, that the response has been resoundingly positive for the most part with the markets where they've rolled this out. So uh, it sounds like it's probably, if it hasn't happened at your favorite Starbucks, it's probably happening sometime soon. So look for that change and then you can, you know, have something pointless to complain about if you're not a fan of the ice. I mean, there's another chain I prefer over Starbucks anyway. So. Well, that's it. They've built a big following, but there's certainly a lot of options out there and, and they're definitely not the only one. And Exactly. Each has their strong points. That's you know, fair. That's that's the way I look at it. Uh, it is an Ian's Mom Tuesday. Hey. <laughs> We're getting story time with Ian's Mom in less than an hour from now. Plus, your first of a few chances to win tickets to see Flo Rida, Twista, and the uh, uh, Nappy Roots. They're going to be in town yes. as well. I, I was trying to remember. I know we've been talking about Flo Rida and Twister for le- Twista. I keep saying Twister. Left hand, <laughs> yellow. <laughs> for like... For like the last couple months, but uh, yeah, so the, the, all three of those Zach's doing a show at Bayfront. We have tickets for you to win. If you haven't done so, enter your name through a mobile app and listen for us to call your name out so you can claim your tickets later on this morning here at Mix 108. 6.55 on a Tuesday morning. It's currently 51 degrees downtown Duluth at the Mix 108 studios. And it was announced yesterday that the Green Bay Packers will be hosting not this coming year's NFL draft, but the 2025 NFL draft. As teams around the league are getting their opportunity to host the host, you know, the, the home city hosting a draft event. Uh, this previous year was, wasn't it Kansas City? It was Kansas. So why is this a thing now? So they're, the league and the teams are are more and more growing into the fact that the draft is a big off-season activity, particularly for fans, because a lot of fans do go to the draft. Right. You know, they go and you know, cheer for their favorite team to pick their favorite players and things like that. So, because it used to be in the same place every year, once upon a time. Yep. And they eventually decided, no, we're going to move this thing around. We're going to try to give different fans exposure, which is kind of fun because, I mean, unless you're a super, super diehard fan and you're also hoping a certain player gets picked by your team, are you really going to go and buy tickets to Indy or wherever it is? Uh, So moving it around is going to give it access to fans that are a little bit more casual and still would like to go check things out. So, yeah, they apparently have been moving it around the last number of years and they were the Green Bay Packers were hoping to host 2024 draft, so this right. coming draft, uh, and they lost out to Detroit. However, it was announced yesterday they got the bid for the 2025 NFL draft. Nice. So uh, it'll be two back-to-back northern climates uh, that because the draft, you know, it's it's in the time of year when in northern states, Minnesota, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Detroit, you know, Detroit, not a state, Michigan. Uh, <laughs> Detroit's a state now, Nick. State of mind. Uh, it it can be cold or even snowy sometimes, so right. it's a little bit of a gamble. I know that's when the Super Bowl was in Minneapolis a couple of years ago. There were some people that were like, "This is terrible" because it was like five degrees and windy, and that meant that the wind chill was twenty below at times. Yeah. Um, but 
diehard fans are going to go and they're going to, you know, show their support just like they do at, at outdoor stadium games in November, December, right. and January. No, I think this is a great idea. It gives fans a chance to, you know, go out and see all these different cities, go out and check out the local sites. And I think it's, I think it's a good thing. So Mark Murphy uh, commented that uh, with the help of numerous local partners, they were able to land the, the bid. And they, again, they were a finalist for this year, but they lost out to Detroit. Uh, and so they were trying for 2025 or 2027 and 25. So that's the year that will be coming to Wisconsin. So let me ask you this, Ian. Would Yo. you ever go to a draft event like the actual NFL draft? If I got free tickets. Okay. Because you're a pretty big football fan. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy it. I, I don't think I'd like, you know, spend money to go down there. But say if I like won tickets and it was being held down in the cities, yeah, I'll go. Okay. Yeah. I, that's, and that's exactly where I think the idea of moving it around comes into play is maybe you don't get free tickets, but if you just got to drive somewhere as opposed to flying or driving, you know, right. a day or more to get somewhere, it makes it accessible. So that's the idea that I think is uh, really helping grow the idea of being a part of the NFL draft. But I also think like it, it had to be, it would have to be super appetizing for me to go down. Like what events are also going to be held down there? Because like, I like sitting in the comfort of my own home and then seeing all the backstories sure. of these kids and you know, every, you know, and you get like the best spot in the house or, you know, best seat in the house in your own home. So that's, and, and thankfully their fan experience at, uh, at Minnesota stadiums has been, I mean, all the stadiums are pretty new within the last, 20 years mm -hmm. um, because with the advent of, of HD and now 4k TV, I mean, you get a really good view of what's going on on the field quarter ice at home, you know, surround sound. I mean, you can have a very good experience at home, but uh, the fan experiences in stadiums have been getting better and better. And this is another just opportunity to make the experience of being part of it. Cause they do other stuff like there's uh, the, for example, Super Bowl week, they have like fan zones where you can get, you know, take pictures with things, meet players, you know, do stuff. Uh, so it provides more. I don't know specifically what they have planned for the for the uh, draft in Green Bay. They just got the bid. But do you know which stadium is the oldest in the entire NFL? Uh, no. Soldier Field. Oh. Built in 1924. I mean, that does make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know they're talking about building something new. So Right. So there you go, Packer fans. Something to look forward to 2025, hosting the NFL Draft in 2025. Coming up here in a little while, we're going to check on Ian's toolbox, give you a chance to win some Florida tickets, and also later on this morning, a really cool story about a photo opportunity that uh, a wedding couple uh, got that they totally fell into by accident that just is really, really neat. We'll share that story later on this morning here in Mixing Here's a collection of the stupidest, dumbest, most idiotic people on earth. It's Ian's Toolbox on Mitch 108. What a tool. Nick, I just want to say thank God for giving me you. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> We're uh, going to start the morning <laughs> off in Florida here. Okay. Where a 30-year-old man gets home and sees a group of kids playing in the street, decides to yell at them. They don't move. So what does he do? Oh, he gets in his car and starts driving towards them. They get scared. They go to a stranger's house, hide, call the police. And when the police showed up, the man said, well, I was just trying to follow them home so I can talk to their parents about the dangers of playing in the street. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, sir. He is now facing charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Sir, you can walk up to kids and say, hey, just so you know, it's not a great idea to play in the street. Now, get in your car. <laughs> I know. Well, he was just trying to give him an example. Uh-huh. Oh, please don't do that. No. Could you imagine being retired 
looking out your backyard and seeing eight buffalo in your swimming pool? No. <laughs> I could not imagine that. Yeah. Uh, so where did this happen? So this happened over across seas in Essex. Okay. And uh, <laughs> they were having morning tea wherever. You know, I'm that just way. pointing. Okay, yep. And uh, they're having morning tea when the wife looks out and sees eight water buffalo in their swimming pool. Wow. Yeah. And of course they... Well, they were in the water. Right. And then they panicked. <laughs> they couldn't get out of the oh, swimming oh, pool. Oh. They did over $20,000 worth of damage oh, to no. the pool, the flower bed, like their entire backyard. And when they called authorities, the dispatcher literally told them, uh, yeah, please don't prank us. This is for emergencies only. And they're like... No, this we're not real. kidding. There's ah. actually a herd of buffalo destroying our backyard. Sure, sir. Yeah, so finally they sent out a car, and once the officer got to the backyard, one of the buffalo started chasing him, like charging after him. Like just <laughs> it was just a mess. What a scene. Uh, apparently there was a nearby farm like down the road and they mm. broke out. I just couldn't imagine like trying to enjoy your retirement. <laughs> I didn't know water buffalo farms were a thing, but... Yeah, well, I guess it is. Wow. And then lastly, uh, we're going back to Florida. Okay. So there's a pond behind a bar, and a 23-year-old intoxicated man decided to go to the pond, was attacked by a gator who uh, bit his arm off. Oh. He then grabbed his arm and tried to beat the gator with it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, <laughs> so you're in that situation. <laughs> I mean, what else? The arm's already do? off. Yeah. You're looking around. Is there a stick or something I can hit this thing with? Nope. You're not going to eat my arm. Guess I'll use the arm. Uh, oh, yeah. Man. Well, and apparently the bar's in trouble because people keep feeding that gator. So. Oh, yeah, that's a bad idea. I just like just being at that bar and watching that whole interaction play out is just wild to me. That is pretty wild. But that's going to do it for my toolbox. So you have an additional weird story you're going to get to in a couple minutes. So I do. Stay tuned for that. In the meantime, it's Nikki York. 718 on a Tuesday morning, 52 degrees downtown Duluth at the Mix Money Studios. We'll be giving away some floor rider tickets in a few minutes, but first, kind of an extension of Ian's toolbox, sort of. You think so? I mean, it's just kind of weird. It is weird. Yeah, so I, I went to a local establishment uh, with the kids, just something to, for them to, like, burn off their energy and have right. some fun indoors, you know, so we don't have to worry about the weather. And uh, you know me, I, I have some some dairy problems. Right. And sometimes I eat a little <laughs> too much cheese. So I checked in with the kids. I said, hey, got to go to the bathroom. They know the drill. I'll be right back. And uh, it's always a thing for me in a public bathroom that I'm always nervous to go. I try to go before I go anywhere because you never know how the lines are going to be. Sure. Am I going to be able to go right away, especially with my dairy problems? Right. And so I get in and uh, there's a sign on the stall and I'm like, okay, well, it's probably just an out of order sign, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I get closer and uh, it's not your ordinary out of order sign, sir. Okay. There is a sign on the stall door that says closed due to major dookie and then in smaller fine print underneath and minor flooding. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? Well played. Well played establishment. And I'm going to share this to everyone I know. So uh, I feel like there's a... There's a warning about like an evil military figure and a and a weather event going on on that side. 
That's well, the first things that come to my mind. Hi, hi, Captain. <laughs> exactly. I almost wanted to open the door to see, but I was like, Ugh. just to assess the damage. Yeah, just to see if it actually is what it says it is. Huh? But, I feel like uh, that's a bad idea. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. I, didn't. Good. I was just, you know what? I'll believe you. Yeah. Respect the sign. I, I respect it. That's a good. That's a good sign. Uh huh. <laughs> I just, I mean, I feel like you know, why not have some fun with it? So this was here. This was in Duluth. Yes. Huh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I know you go on some regional adventures gallivanting across Minnesota and Wisconsin. So. Not intentionally. They just happen. I know. I, I'm, you know, it happens. Accidentally on purpose. Fun. Mm -hmm. All right. So right here in town, this happened. I'm going to share it on our Facebook page, too. Okay. Please do. I have a feeling people would like to see it for themselves. Yes. And again, <laughs> I didn't say what the establishment is, but. Uh, just out of respect for the. Uh, uh, yep. Yep. Okay. I, don't, I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Okay. Well, but uh, I think it's a fun sign. Probably not any trouble you'd get into. I mean, things happen and you got to deal with it, and that's how they dealt with it. But I mean, they could have just said closed due to minor flooding. They didn't have to say the major dookie part. But you know what? I'm for it. <laughs> it could have just said closed. Yeah. I mean, I guess closed. So. Technical issues. Yeah. I mean, if something's out of order, you don't have to say why it's out, out of order. order. Yeah. Yeah. So, but hey, honesty is the best policy, apparently. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to share our Facebook page right now, actually. Do it. All right, so Ian, while you're at that, we are giving away Florida tickets. Of course, it's part of our Money Madness giveaway. So every day, multiple chances to win Florida tickets. And then every Thursday, we're drawing a name of all of our winners to, uh, to win some cash. We've got 250 bucks we're going to look to give away on Thursday. And so if you've entered your name on our mobile app for a chance to win these tickets and get qualified for money, this is the person that needs to call back to claim your tickets. Who is it, Ian? We're going to go with Gwen Anderson. Gwen Yes. Call in 7402-MIX-740-2649. You have five minutes to do so. Claim your tickets and then also be put in the drawing for our money giveaway on Thursday. Gwen, call on in. The clock has started. We're going to get some music in in just a little while from Lizzo here at Mix and Away. Good morning. Hey, I'm beginning to find Tuesdays being one of my favorite days of the week just because You're we welcome. get to welcome on Mama Ian. Uh, Ian's mom. Hello. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Ian's mom has got... <laughs> we should come up with a different Ma Ian's mom song every week. We did should the we? Queen reference a couple weeks ago. All right. I think we should. All right. So welcome aboard. Uh, story time with Ian's mom. What sort of gem do you have for us this week? <laughs> I love that you start laughing before I even speak. Well, it's going to be something good. We know that already. You are, <laughs> mom, you're our favorite wild card. What's happening? Oh, <laughs> love that. Well, as you know, I have many sisters. Okay. And we always like we get together around Christmas time and we do our little sister family thing. And we take turns contributing to the meal because that's what we do. We love to do that. And so my sister <laughs> brought a cheesecake because we love cheesecake. It's that whole Golden Girls thing. Nice. Love it. So she brings the cheesecake. We slice it up. I'm eating the piece of cheesecake. It's delicious. And all of a sudden... I'm looking and there's a little, I'm pulling a little piece of green from my mouth and I'm like, uh, what is that? Okay. My sister's like, <laughs> my sister's like, well, so I didn't have any sour cream and I was eating a Taco Bell taco and I took sour oh, cream no. off the taco and I put it in the mix. I was like, yes, yes. I'm like, you can't make that stuff up. Oh, so it, it's not the same, but this does remind me from a, the, the Ian uh, mixing the cake batter by hand story. You know, just improvising, you know, improvising down. in the kitchen. Exactly. You do with what so, you got. All right. This, this does make me, uh, if I ever get invited to a potluck, I'm going to be sure to bring be something that I want to eat. And yes. then I'll eat that only just in case. <laughs> Listen, most of the stuff my family makes is good, but just beware. Brace yourself. 
Okay. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Too much fun for one. Yeah, you might be picking lettuce out of that cheesecake. Lettuce out of my cheesecake. (laughs) Oh, man, another good story with Ian's mom. Hey, thank you so much for your time this morning. You have a good day. You too. Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, my family, I tell you what. Uh, You got off the hook this week. I I did. I did. Well, you know, after last week's uh, cake mishap. Yeah. Have you made the cake that you got the box from, by the way? Uh, No, it's still on my desk because I laugh every time I... Just a little little laughing reminder of that. Well, that's fun. Well, we'll have to see what happens next week. If you end oh, up being boy. back in the target hairs or not, but uh, a good one. Not related to you, but yes, I, I, I've eaten some food you've made before, but now I'm becoming increasingly weary of that. Hey, don't worry. I'm not my aunt. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, later on this morning, a really, really cool wedding photo that a Minnesota couple like just landed into an opportunity for. We'll share the story about that plus... Music on the way for you from, excuse me, from Glass Animals. And Dean Lewis here mixing away. Good morning. 7.52 on a Tuesday morning. 55 degrees right now as we look to warm up to in the 70s or maybe even low 80s across the Northland here today. And Taylor Swift and other big pop stars uh, have some records that are being threatened by a country singer. Uh-oh. Uh, Morgan Wallen, his One Thing at a Time album has become the longest running number one country album on the Billboard 200 since Taylor Swift's Fearless album in 2008. Wow. Uh, according to Billboard, Wallen's album spent 11 consecutive weeks weeks in the top chart, uh, coming in second for the most consecutive weeks overall uh, after Titanic's, uh, the Titanic soundtrack. Ooh. With, of course, the Celine Dion song that would not go away for a year. <laughs> uh, what song is that? My Heart Will Go On. And yes, it will, sir. <laughs> yeah. And far wherever you are. Sorry. That was beautiful. I know. Um, the last country album to take the Billboard 200 with 11 non-consecutive weeks, as I mentioned, was Taylor Swift's 2008 sophomore album, The Record, which sent her into the stratosphere. You know, I mean, it had Love Story on it, You Belong With Me. I mean, huge songs across both genres, pop and country. And, um, of course, now she's fully evolved into a, uh, a, a pop figure, but still embracing her country fans, obviously. Hey, man, just believe that the heart will go on. <laughs> You're going to be stuck on that, aren't you? 100%. Now? It's already there. I can't um, get it out. And also get this. While Morgan Wallen has now matched Whitney Houston's 1987 record for an album spending the first 11 weeks at number one, um, which Whitney Houston achieved with her album, Whitney. Hey. So... The only other album to rival Houston was Stevie Wonder back in the 1970s, 1977, his Songs of the Key of Life album. Okay. So Morgan's getting into some pretty rare territory with this this album, which is, if I were to guess a a country star that would have massive crossover pop success, when he first started, I would not have guessed Morgan Wallen. Well, because he's got a very country sounding voice. He does, but he's, he's got a very distinctive sound, which has a lot of appeal. Yeah. And uh, it's really interesting because I was looking back through some of the some of the uh, musicians over the years that have had that crossover appeal. You know, I mean, way back, Faith Hill, Tim McGraw had that song with Nelly. It's the way you love me. Shania Twain had a deal. Uh, then there was kind of the early 2000s, Carrie Underwood, Lady A, Rascal Flatts, Taylor Swift, of course, yep. when she launched onto the scene. Uh, a few years ago, Florida Georgia Line and Marin Morris kind of became a thing. We're in another one of those moments right now where Morgan Wallen has multiple songs that are on the pop charts. Mm-hmm. Kane Brown has a couple songs we're playing right now as well. Taylor Swift, of course, if you want to count her, still is a I country like star. Count her. 
And then, of course, Luke Combs put out this uh, cover of Fast Car, yes. which is blowing up everywhere. Uh-huh. And so we're kind of in one of those moments right now Look where um, it's interesting because the, the lines and the genres. Well, we also have, uh, what's that, Parmalee? We're playing that, yeah, too. Yeah, Parmalee, that yep. song as well. That's, that's another one. Or there's a, there's a lot of them right now, and I'm forgetting some of them. But uh, we're in a moment where there's a lot of of blending of the genres, which I think is cool because I listen to all kinds of music. Yeah, same. And getting that exposure of different voices and styles, mm-hmm. I think, is great. Yeah. Um, I mean, so it's just interesting. It doesn't matter what Morgan Wallen says on his own time. He still uh, well, gets listeners, you so know? So there's that. <laughs> yeah. He's a little controversial. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but he's found incredible success, and I just thought that was interesting after the statistics came out, how he is in some pretty rare territory yeah, that with is what he's crazy. doing with his most recent album. So, good for him. Oh, you know, it's it's, a, it's not. <laughs> lots of sing along songs. I mean, lots of people are appreciating what he's doing. Uh, coming up soon, we're going to be checking on the release weather, look at the rest of the week and into the holiday weekend. Also, another chance to win tickets to see Florida, Twista, and Nappy Roots are going to be at Bayfront next month, and we have your tickets. Listen in for your chance to win coming up here, Mixing Away. Another chance to win Florida tickets in just a couple minutes, so make sure you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, a really Really cool story about a Minnesota couple that got married here last year and their wedding photo shoot kept getting pushed off. And just by chance, they got some of the most incredible photos as a result of that. I love this. This is such a cool story. So, and I especially have a a whole different perspective on this as someone that, that enjoys photography, but just the basic story of this is really cool. So uh, there's a woman who's a professional photographer down in the Twin Cities. And she took photos of a couple that got married. Now, they got married um, in St. Paul in December, and they were planning on a wedding shoot under the stars on the North Shore after the ceremony. But, of course, they got married again in December, and the weather kept pushing off their outdoor photos on the North Shore. I mean, that makes sense. So multiple times, they kept getting postponed, postponed, postponed. And eventually, the photographer's like, man, it's like Mother Nature and the universe just doesn't want to cooperate with this couple. Right. Well, (laughs) what ended up happening was they scheduled their photo shoot for on the North Shore on Friday night. And if you know what happened on Friday night, the northern lights were out. Yes. The photos are insane. So um, they kept rescheduling over and over and over again. And uh, the, the photographer, um, who's, uh, <laughs> who's a woman named Laura, she commented, never in my 20 years would I have thought I would have gotten doing photography would have thought I would have gotten a photo anything like this. Well, I love that, like, you know, at first it seemed like the universe was like, you know what? Nah, no, not happening. And now not the happening. universe is like, we got you. <laughs> we got you. Check this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, I don't know how you could have planned something like this. You can't almost, no. you, you can't plan something like that because you can kind of have an idea when the Northern Lights might be out, but to plan it at such a level when they are so vibrant is just kind of a chance thing. So again, um, the photographer herself said, I've never actually seen the, the Northern Lights in person. So it was a chance look to do that. so. I uh, got win. photos with this couple, um, and looking at the photos, multiple shots standing on a on a oh. uh, on the side of Lake Superior on a cliff, and the northern lights and the night nice sky above them. And there's other photos elsewhere too that are just incredible with the the night sky and the northern lights. And my goodness, you literally couldn't ask for a better wedding photo shoot. I know. And so, as someone who who does some photography, it's a little bit of a challenge to try to get a 
people lit correctly, but also get the the sky behind you looking right. Mm-hmm. Photographer did a great job, you know, with the the couple standing there all dressed up and the lights behind them. It's <laughs> it's something that you you just like I said couldn't plan. It's like winning the photography lottery, and that couple has a photo I bet people would just salivate over having. Yep. <laughs> so good for them. Glad the universe worked out in their favor because my goodness, they kept getting postponed and postponed and postponed, but things just work out sometimes. They sure do. So good for them. Oh, so cool. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I've had a few incidents, not nearly like that where I've gotten lucky Yeah. where I'm like, you know, I've got my camera with me and I was hoping to maybe get some cool thing. You know, I go out on a drive for an afternoon and didn't see anything that inspired me driving around, hiking around. And then at the end of the day, and I actually had this happen a couple years ago, I went hiking on the North shore and I just didn't really find anything that inspired me. End of the day, I look and I'm like, this could be kind of a cool sunset. So I hiked up um, to this little cliff um, on the North shore over overlooking this lake, little pond. And I got some, one of the most spectacular sunsets I've ever captured on a, in a you. photo, just because, you know, just right place, right time on a whim, you know, not, nearly as cool as this no, situation no, not at all yeah but it's amazing you. how things line up like oh, that sometimes sure. so good for them uh ian yes let's give away some tickets you want to let's do it it's a little early i know it's a little early so and i i apologize i know we say around 8 20 but let's let's do it a little early and just see what happens here all right well let's go with uh dion taylor dion all right call in claim your tickets florida twista and uh, Nappy Roots is doing a show in uh, Duluth here at Bayfront right. next month. Looking for Dion Taylor, 7402-MIX. That's 7402649. Let's go, Dion. Five minutes to claim your tickets. We'll get music in as well here from, oh, let's say Pink and BB Rex are coming up here in Mix it 08. Eight. 8.30 on a Tuesday morning. It's 59 degrees as we look for a high in the 70s and 80s across the Northland today. And a new survey out identifies America's favorite pizza toppings. Ian, Ooh. any guesses on the top three? Pepperoni. Okay. Sausage. Okay. And I'm going to throw a table if it's pineapple. <laughs> it's not pineapple. Okay. But pepperoni and sausage are the top two. Bacon? I don't know what the extra cheese. So oh, not just cheese, but extra see, cheese. That's not a yeah. I don't count that either. But uh, pineapple. We'll talk about that in a second. But mm. uh, new new survey results show uh, the top pizza topping once again. Uh, it seems seems to be a consistent one. Pepperoni uh, by a wide margin. Twenty four percent of all of the different options. That's the biggest. So I got a question for you. Yes. You, you like pepperoni. Yeah. Do you prefer it on top of the cheese or under the cheese? Oh, uh, some of each. I would agree with that, yeah. actually. I think it depends on the pie as a whole. Yeah. I, they're go- both good. Mm-hmm. But, some, uh, some of them being crispy on top of the cheese, though, is good. Yes. But having a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. The thing about it under the cheese is it does sometimes make the cheese slide around more. Uh, fair. So, yeah. But if I got to pick between the two... I tend to lean sausage over pepperoni. You know, lately, same. Interesting. I used to lean pepperoni over sausage, but lately I've been more of a sausage guy. I always sleep better with a little sausage in me, so I get it. Of course you do. Uh, The new survey results point to those three being a classics top items. Um, A few of the other ones kind of interesting choices beyond that. So again, in pepperoni, the biggest choice overall, followed by sausage and then extra cheese. Mushrooms comes in fourth. Not a mushroom guy. Uh, followed by chicken, 
pineapple, Ugh. and then bacon. Those are the top ones of okay, all of them. The other ones are just vegetables that you would find uh, generally. Uh, there's a couple like hams on there, mm-hmm. um, but then vegetables, you know, anything from peppers to um, olives to tomato to See, garlic and things like that. But, I don't like warm pineapple, and I will literally fight you if you disagree with me. And that's I don't one care. of those, like, the last, it seems like the internet era, people yes. really fight over that being a, a, an item that should or should not be on pizza. And, and a lot of people compare pineapple to, like, Nickelback of the music world. Like, <laughs> It gets a lot of hate, but people actually really like it. Uh-huh. And they just, you know, want to be uh-huh. cool, so they say they don't. Yeah. The public perception is it's terrible, but people seem to appreciate it. I, I don't know. The only time I find acceptable to warm up pineapple is to grill it. Okay. Other than that, I don't like what happens to it when it's on a pizza. Like, I could eat it cold, like, you know, cut it sure. up. Sure. But when it's warm up on that pizza, I'm just not a fan. So it's funny you say that because a part of this big survey was also... Um, Least favorite piece of toppings. Oh, pineapple, 100%. The top one, by far, by like a four to one Ooh. margin almost. Can I say mine before you say what that? Do you, what do you think it is? Well, I don't know. I don't, couldn't tell you what it is, but my least favorite, like I would eat pineapple on a pizza over this topping. Okay. Black olives. Yeah, not a fan. Uh, I bet this one will beat you though on this, on what, it'll it'll change your mind is if you anchovies? had to pick one. Anchovies. See. By like a four to one margin. I always feel like that's not. An actual pizza topping. It's made up for movies. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that. The teenage, Have you ever met someone that actually ate anchovies on a pizza? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles made that a thing, I think. Yes. <laughs> the other least favorite ones in order. So anchovies, least favorite, followed mm-hmm. by jalapenos. I think that's good on a pizza in the right I, setting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Pineapple, third least favorite. Yep. Even though it's also very popular, which is funny to me. Nickelback. Um, yeah. P- uh, eggplant. Who puts eggplant on a pizza? Oh, an eggplant parmesan pizza. I get it. <laughs> uh, and then broccoli. The only time I've ever seen broccoli on a pizza that makes sense in this case is the baked potato pizza. Okay. Which um, I know other places make it, but the one that comes to mind is Pizza, Lu- pizza Luce's. Right. Uh, and then also the other ones that come to mind are that, that are on the top of the list for least liked um, mushrooms. Yeah, no thanks. And fresh garlic. I think garlic Ooh, on a pizza is good. Yeah. Fresh garlic, get out of here. That's ridiculous. Uh, so those are the most liked and least liked pizza toppings. We also asked our listeners uh-huh. on our Facebook page and our mobile app, what would, what would's a, what's a Minnesota or Wisconsin-themed pizza or pizza topping that you either have had, whether or not you liked it, or have try, or would want to try? And we got some interesting responses, and very stereotypical. So a couple we got in, so there was one that just said bacon. Mm-hmm. I think bacon's a pretty universal one. Um, Jennifer commented, so tater tot hot dish pizza is actually a thing. Due North has actually done that. I don't know if it's a regular thing, but I know they have. I've seen it on their menu before. So I'm curious if you would try this. There's a a resort on uh, Lake of the Woods that do a walleye pizza. See, what's funny is Matt actually sent an app chat into our mobile app saying, have you ever put walleye on a pizza? Uh Uh-huh. I feel like that'd be weird because you need the right sauce. So they they use a white sauce. Yep. And then, of course, mozzarella cheese. And they use shore lunch potatoes <laughs> and walleye on the pizza. And I'm like, I'd try it. Mm, I yes, would try it. Yes, please. I would give it a yeah, go. I, I don't know if it would necessarily be good with the marinara sauce. Yeah, you'd need the right sauce in the right combination of cheese. I think a white cheese. sauce would yeah. be good with a walleye. Yes. Um, also, wild rice pizza, that's a thing I've heard of. I've never tried it before. I'm you don't like wild rice, though, do you? I do, do not you? like wild rice. I do, and I think a chicken wild rice pizza would be pretty good. Don't get me wrong. I'll eat a wild rice burger every now and then, but uh, not a fan. Okay. 
Erica commented, uh, brat and kraut pizza. Ooh, <laughs> I'd try that. I actually, so I'm not a sauerkraut guy at yeah. all, but the deck, they did a, they, every year before the hockey season, they do a uh, food tasting event sharing their new few foods that they're unveiling. Other sports venues are do have done the same thing. Like target field does it every year. I think U S bank stadium does it. The deck has been doing it for the last number of years as well, where they unveil some new items that they're adding to the menu yep. for the season. And one of the ones last fall was they called it their Oktoberfest pizza. It was, they do a series of seasonal ones is what they okay. did. And it was, it was, yeah, chunks of, I think it, they maybe kielbasa or something like that, Ooh. but then they had sauerkraut on there. And again, not a sauerkraut guy, but they had a, a lighter sauce yep. uh, that went along with it. It was it was actually pretty decent. And for someone that doesn't like sauerkraut to say that, good job, Deck. Um, so I, I was thinking about like a Wisconsin pizza. So and the, br- like, the Bratton Kraut one, I feel like would be, if yeah. I were to guess, would be a Wisconsin For one. sure. But what about like a beer cheese sauce? Yeah. And with like some like cheese curds on top, of course, with the mozzarella cheese as well. I feel like that'd be pretty good. Yep. That's, a, that's an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. If you have some additional thoughts to join in on what uh, Erica and Matt and Jennifer and others have shared with us, uh, hit us up on our mobile app. Hit us up on our Facebook page. We've got uh, uh, message lines open about what you think would be a good Minnesota-Wisconsin-themed pizza or pizza topping. The tater tot one is interesting to me because, see, it depends on how you make your tater tot so hot dish. Because you- if it includes, like, beans or corn... That on a pizza would be weird to me, but like tater tots and cheese. But and now, are you using marinara sauce for that, or are you using like a cream of mushroom? For it'd be your, probably like, a cream sauce of yeah. some kind. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Some hamburger on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be a very Minnesota pizza. I, I would top it off with some like crunchy onions too. That's what I do with yes. my actual tater tot hot dish. Good call. So. Good call. Thank you. Yeah. Mac. It's not necessarily Minnesota, Wisconsin, but a mac and cheese pizza sounds really good too. There is this, I used to get the sticks and curds pizza, which was beef sticks and cheese curds. And it was, <laughs> it was, where was this at? so good. It was a frozen pizza. They don't oh. make it anymore. It was oh. a matzo lotsa, okay. lots of matzo. And it was, so, dude, it was so good. Wow. It was so good. But mac and cheese pizza is also dope. So, oh man, uh, did, <laughs> I could, I could literally eat pizza every day for the rest of my life. I know, and I'd so be a happy good. camper. Uh, <laughs> Julie just sent a message in it. it she said, not Minnesota or Wisconsin, but you've got me thinking pizza and a buffalo chicken pizza sounds incredible right now. Oh, I love buffalo chicken pizza. Yes, it does. Thank you for that message, by the way, because oh, I love that kind of pizza. All right. If you want to sound off on pizza, whether it be a Minnesota or Wisconsin themed pizza item or topping or just pizza in general, hit us up on our mobile app. Hit us up on our Facebook page. We'd also, love to hear from uh, you. Philly cheesesteak pizza is really good. Oh. And low-key grilling a frozen pizza is like the best way to eat a frozen pizza. Just that's, saying. A, that's a good call. So there you go. All spun off from the uh, the the winner, <laughs> top pizza <laughs> topping around the country, pepperoni. It's a, it's a classic by far. So if you're planning a pizza classic. party, that's apparently the topping to have. You want a Lutefisk pizza? Mm, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, would, I want nothing to do with Lutefisk, period. Fair. Nothing at all. Thank you for that. Uh, Harry Styles and Taylor Swift both on the way here in Mix It Away. Good morning. Just heard from Taylor Swift a little bit ago, and there is a wild story about this dad in Massachusetts that spent over $20,000 to make it for his his daughter to see Taylor. $20,000? $21,000 to be more specific. Oh, he was forced. Well, forced. Uh To 
to live up to a promise he made to his daughter about seeing Taylor. So the story, as it reads, is he's from Massachusetts. His name is Anthony Silva. He was, as the story says, forced to spend $21,000, you know, gunpoint, I'm sure. Right. Uh, so it was for his daughter and her friends to see Taylor Swift sold out concert because the original tickets that he purchased never arrived, according to the what? story. So in November, Silva bought four tickets for Swift's Eras Tour stop at Gillette Stadium, which was scheduled for May 19th, okay. a couple days ago. Yeah. And did so as a Christmas gift for his 19-year-old daughter, Caitlin. Okay. The entire set of four tickets he originally purchased through StubHub cost Silva $1,800. That's a lot of money by itself. Uh, yeah. Less than 21000 but still, that's a lot of darn money. Holy cannoli. Okay. Um, So he ended up just before the concert was empty-handed, just days before the show. So in a panic, he's like, okay, I can't leave my daughter and her friends out to dry here. So he opted for a different ticket site where they sold four tickets to him for $21,000. Oh, it hurts. 21 grand. It hurts. He had to probably, I mean, who has that kind of money laying around to buy concert tickets? Apparently he does. Man. What does he do? Take out a loan or something. Um, he commented to a local uh, news outlet in in town saying, this is just not right. In my opinion, the so he he was not saying about the price of tickets necessarily. Obviously, that was painful, but he was commenting on the, the, the way that the service provider uh, does what they do. He said, in my opinion, they should not wait until the day before the event for the tickets to be sent out by the reseller. Right. Because the way services like StubHub work is there. It's a third party where somebody buys or has tickets for an event sporting event concert and then they resell them mm-hmm. at whatever rate they think they can get for the tickets that is crazy though twenty one thousand dollars so and uh, yeah so again StubHub was where he originally bought the tickets StubHub the third party ticket exchange and resale company has a policy where tickets aren't sent to the purchaser until the day before the event and alternative tickets weren't available so that's the policy of where he originally bought the tickets from um he said approximately $21,000 for better seats. But, of course, you can see that this puts me back just a little bit. <laughs> you know, like $20,000 plus. Um, he said, I think um, it's really for no reason but incompetence through the third party is what he's saying. So he's right. taking a shot at StubHub, who, again, if you're if you're using the, uh, the service like that, or there are others out there to buy random twins tickets or whatever, you're usually not going to have a problem. And they do have, you know, a deal where you can get your your money back if the tickets don't actually arrive and things like that. But, um, yeah, he had this whole experience planned out for his daughter where he rented a limo for this whole experience Aww. for his daughter and her friends. And so he was worried about the tickets not being available. Um, when he initially shared leading up to the concert, hey, these tickets haven't shown up. His daughter threw a little bit of a tantrum, was upset about the fact that the tickets weren't there. So, um, ooh. Yeah, he I'm, said he was upset and you know did what he had to do. Yeah, I'm I'm on uh, because Ticketmaster won't give out tickets. Like, no, they're not available. Right. Uh, so I I went to StubHub just because I'm curious. Just to see they they do have some. They're over a grand each, but I'm like eh, I don't know if I trust it after this guy. You well, know and it's I mean? it's so services like that. They're they're gonna they're they're not trying to scam you, but the way that the service functions is you're worried about getting the tickets and you right. know are they there and things can happen. Um, of yeah. course, this particular concert's a weird animal, though, because um, people trying to buy tickets the first time around when they went on sale through Ticketmaster had problems. Right. I mean, I was able to get some. Some people got lucky. Some yep. people 
were stuck in this never-ending loop of a queue that wouldn't let them through. It, and was, there was, it was insane. Like, I was yeah. on the computer all day. Yeah, and so the high demand for this tour created a bunch of problems and obviously has spiked the prices for aftermarket secondhand tickets. Oh, and so it's a lot, of, a lot of frustration for people, which is unfortunate because an experience like this, you would hope would just be fun without any worries. Right. But there's a lot of money being spent for this concert. Well, I mean, even with this StubHub thing, like the nosebleed seats are the th- over a grand each. Jeez. So, like, oh. so if you got tickets, enjoy the show. I sold mine. You, oh, you did? Yeah. So you're not going? I'm not going. Oh. I have a wedding the next day, and I just didn't want to go down the cities just to drive, you know, and it's it's a long show, and it's going to be an experience, and I'm, like, a little regretting my decision, but... Ultimate FOMO. Yeah. Ultimate FOMO. You're going to hate yourself I was the next so day. close, but yet so far. Did you sell them to someone you know, at least? Yes. Okay. Yes. So well, they, went, they went to a good cause. Okay, good. And you, you didn't, like, hang them out to dry and make no, them No, 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 no. <laughs> the exact amount of money I spent for her. Oh, like, wow. Yep. Nice. So, so. You, you, were, you were very straightforward with it all. Yes. Very kind of you. Yep. I try, of course, I do what I can. Taylor's got two shows. That's Is it next month already? June 23rd and 24th. Man. I know. It's coming up soon. Sure is. I'm looking forward to hearing all the stories of people that go to this show because I'm sure it's going to be like stories galore. All sorts of, you know. Well, and there, there was a group of us and we were each going to dress up as like a different era of Taylor. What were you going to dress up as? Don't worry about what I was saying. No, you need to tell anymore. me. No, you can't bring anymore. that up and not say it. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember which one I was gonna. I think you I was liar. gonna. I think I was gonna just go easy and do the "You belong with me" with like the glasses and the white T-shirt. Hold a sign. Yeah, just something easy. <laughs> Not going too crazy, you okay. know. Yeah. I feel like you're lying to me, but no. I'll come on. I was gonna be fearless. Yes. <laughs> Bad blood, Taylor Ian. Ooh, there we go. In your leather pants. Mm. Like um, a fake fire explosion behind you. I am the fire explosion. You Have will. you seen me? Look at my hair. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it for us together here this morning. <laughs> oh, Ian's going to stick it. around uh, a little while longer today. Yeah, not you don't have me for an hour. You have me for a long time. I'm filling in for Lauren today. Okay. So I'm Lots gonna of be fun in, ahead. Be in for the long haul. So I'm going to, first, I'm going to start off by kicking your work day off right with 80 minutes nonstop commercial-free hit music fueled by Quick Trip, my throwback jam of the day, and then multiple chances for Flow Rider tickets. So make sure you registered on the Mix 108 app.